So, hello and welcome to another episode of Jules Detail, and I'm your host, Mark Rittman. So today I'm very pleased to be joined by Mark Walken from Elastic, who's speaking to us all the way from Australia. So Mark, welcome to the show, and why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us how you got involved with Elastic. Yeah, g'day, thanks Mark. Uh, so I'm a solution architect with Elastic. Um, my story goes back nearly five years now when I started using Elasticsearch for analysing mail logs and pulling business insights out of, the, out of those. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever come across Elasticsearch uh, and I just, I was completely enamoured by this this piece of software that was so simple to use, it was so, but it was so powerful once you started playing around with things. And it was the first distributed, the first proper, proper distributed system I'd ever used. And uh, as an infrastructure engineer at the time, I, I was just blown away. And it was an awesome introduction into distributed systems and the problems that they pose. And I guess I could see a bit of a, you know, the future. This is where we need to go to be able to scale to, to cope with the, the data. Uh, I mean, at the time, I was dealing with around a billion events um, a month, so it was pretty high scale, and, and that was really interesting. Um, from there, yeah, so from there, I I joined, uh, well, actually, I, I started the, uh, the Elastic Search, as it was then, a user group in Sydney, uh, because it was just uh, an amazing piece of software, and I was really enjoying it, and I'm a big open source fan, so I wanted to give back to the, the community as in a way that I could um, and then uh, you know I think it was about a year after that uh, Elasticsearch as the organization was known then started to uh, expand and they started to move into uh, Australia. Uh, previously there was I think there's only about 50 and and so I started interviewing with them and um, I, I originally joined as a, as a support engineer because they needed the resources down here for our follow the world support, uh, sorry, follow the sun support. And um, so I, I, I jumped at the chance. I've been keeping an eye on the organization. They, they were doing some awesome things with the products, so technically, but they also had a really awesome culture and, and that really appealed to me. And it was an opportunity for me to work directly with open source, uh, whereas previously I'd sort of, I used a lot of open source in my job. You know, it, for me it seemed like a, an amazing opportunity to join a, a purely open source organization. Um, from there, and so from there, you know, I, I started, I was the, the first hire in Australia New, New Zealand. Uh, I think I was the first hire south of the equator, uh, from what I understand, which is kind of crazy to think about. And that was, and when I joined, there was about 100 people. Now we have something like 460, and uh, we're known as Elastic now. We, we had a name change. And um, that, that's sort of a, a brief view so uh, of where we've gone, and, and I've moved from a support engineer into a solution architect as we've gained more resources within the region, and uh, we've, we needed the technical skills to, to help our salespeople. So it's an interesting company, isn't it? It's an interesting company. I mean, it's I mean the whole story behind Elastic is interesting, and the product itself. I mean, the reason I wanted to speak to you guys was it's a product you see used all the time. It's almost like viral in the way that you see it being used in organisations, and because I guess it's so easy to actually use and install, and I use it myself to, to capture kind of IoT events and so on. But actually, it's very kind of good technology as well. And um, I mean, tell us a bit about the story. Do you, I mean, how was Elastic formed, and what was the, the founding story really of the company? It's a it's a funny story, actually. So, I think it was something like ten or twelve years ago. Uh, our our technical founder started this product called uh, Compass. And well, actually, he didn't start that. His he was in between uh, jobs, and his wife was a chef. 
and he wanted to make her a search engine for recipes and ingredients and all these different sorts of things. So he thought, well, I'm, I'm going to build a search engine. Uh, so he built this, he just sat down and, and started building. Uh, he started learning Java, he started learning Lucene, and he came out with this thing called Compass. And that was pretty good. Uh, at the time, it, it worked pretty well. And, um, you know, he sort of, things ebbed and flowed, and, and he, he sort of started, he played with the, the product a bit more. And he, I guess he, it's interesting, I think, you know, he sort of saw where things were going even 10 years ago, you know, the, the need for search on a distributed scale. And I think actually it was the seven-year anniversary of the very first release of Elasticsearch uh, last week. So 10 years ago, he started the original idea of where he wanted to take it. And he's, he said, well, I, I want to take this to the next level. He wants to, he wanted to turn into a, a new product and, uh, you know, essentially a different concept. And so Shai created Elasticsearch and released that as open source. And so he was playing around with it for about three years and he decided it's time to go to the next level again and actually form an organization around this. So, so Shai Bannon, uh, Stephen Sherman, Rue Bonus, and uh, Simon, oh, I can't remember Simon's last name, sorry. Um, but they all joined together. They joined forces and they, they formed the Elasticsearch organization. And they started with just four people. And um, it was a typical startup thing where for a while there, everyone was working out of a single uh, house, including the garage. So, you know, they'd st have stand-ups in the garage every day. And um, it, it's exploded since then. And, and now we've got... Uh, well, we're in Amsterdam. We're a Dutch company. Uh, Amsterdam is essentially where our primary office is. We've got a large presence in San Francisco. We've got offices in New York, Japan, Sydney, uh, um, Berlin, London. There's about 30 countries that we're in at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd like to kind of go on to a bit about how you've managed to, I suppose, commercialize, but keep it open source as well. And that's an interesting kind of model there. But I mean, something that I think it's worth us understanding at the start is, is you know, you mentioned Lucene. Um, obviously, Hadoop had a kind of element in search there as well. How, how did what you, what was done with Elasticsearch, I suppose, how did it sort of differ from Hadoop and Lucene and so on? What was the particular problem that you solved in, 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 the, in the innovative way, really? Yeah, okay. So... Uh... I don't know where Hadoop was 10 years ago, to be honest with you. So, but, you know, what we're seeing now is Elasticsearch is a fantastic real-time search engine and it's a real-time analytics engine. So it, it's, the keywords there are real-time. So it's the ability to spin up a cluster that can cope with, you know, we have customers doing terabytes a day, so billions and billions of events. And the, the ability to take that data and run real-time analytics on it. So instead of, you know, having this data sitting there and having to build Excel spreadsheets with pivot tables and all sorts of crazy graphs, instead of having to run some sort of um, analysis job and then come back the next day, so, you know, something like what would traditionally be a SQL query with a SQL job that you'd have to wait overnight for, you can do that in real-time or near real-time. So we're talking seconds as opposed to hours or minutes. And Hadoop, Hadoop is a fantastic, uh, so it's a fantastic engine for storing data. 
it doesn't have that real-time aspect. Even with things like Spark with micro-batching, there's still delays in there. So we see ourselves as complementary, and we have integrations with Hadoop. So we're seeing a lot of deployments where Elasticsearch is that real-time engine, and then things go into Hadoop as a long-term store and for more complicated jobs. So you can't do everything with Elasticsearch. It, it, it's not, um, it doesn't have everything in there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really, really advanced stuff that we're seeing people doing that it's just not a fit for Elasticsearch. So these people are doing that in Hadoop, which is which is fantastic. So they're writing ours, our jobs with um, MapReduce and Spark and all this sort of thing. So we see ourselves sort of that, that real-time engine and then pushing it into Hadoop for that the long-term archival storage or, or complex jobs that need to run overnight, for example. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I know on projects I've worked on in the past, we looked at, we actually replaced, say, you know, using Hive with Regex, for example, um, with Elasticsearch. I think in that in that particular instance, the, the kind of integration with Hadoop and the complementary nature has been useful. Yeah, definitely. And there are some search engines or some, some aspects of, of what we do within the Hadoop ecosystem, I guess we're finding a lot of adoption just in general. And, and you mentioned this before, you know, the, the crazy adoption growth that we're seeing is because it's easy to get started. So the, the barrier to entry is, well, it's crazy low. Um, I mean, we've, we've done a few changes recently which make it not as easy, but that's because we care about the stability, the long-term of people's data. So there's a little bit of upfront uh, pain now, I suppose, um, but it's in the best interests of where you're going to after this because we see people roll out Elasticsearch and they go, well, I'll just start with a single node and then it turns into three nodes and then it turns into, you know, honestly, we've, we've got deployments of hundreds of nodes out there. So it's just that natural growth because people are like, oh, wow, look what we can do with real-time access. You know, look at the business decisions, look at the, the operational decisions, all that sort of stuff. And um, so that that's sort of why I think we see that that growth and that um, that that well I hate to use the word but that synergy with Hadoop yeah. yeah definitely I think the other aspect that's been useful for me when I've looked at it is the kind of faceted nature of the search I mean the fact that you can is it the case that you can search across all attributes in the domain that sort of thing I think that particularly that ability to search across everything is is something that you I suppose coming from a SQL background you wouldn't necessarily kind of appreciate but it's quite I suppose revolutionary in how it works is, is that a key part as well yeah I think so I think that ability to, you know, by default when you search, you search everything. So if you search for just a, a word like Australia, then you search every document. And the cool thing about it is the relevance, you know. So it's you're not just getting back that literally, well, here's every document. It's putting, it's doing some calculations under the, uh, in the engine itself to to give you things that are relevant. So that's, that's I think that's one of the key features. But yeah, you know, not only can you do that, you can do, you can do faceted search. So you can start breaking things up into different categories and, and uh, you know, you're seeing people, various different um, travel agencies or car sales or uh, house sales, and they're using it to provide you know, very simple to use, but, but highly sophisticated uh, bucketing or faceting of information so that people, when they want to use a website, they don't have to, you know, start building a massive filter. They just go, oh, I'll, I'll tick a box. Oh, I only want hotels five star within four kilometers of where I'm at. You know, that sort of thing. It's And it's it's amazing, you know, that sort of functionality. Um, I would, uh, I mean, you could probably do it with Dick, but with Search, it's just a couple of API calls. And I think, you know, again, that sort of drives that adoption and that ease. 
It's interesting when I said that to you, you know, you almost kind of sound like it was as obvious, really. But I think certainly, you know, fastest search when, when you kind of come across it, when you've not seen it before, is very, is, is very powerful, really. And, and then you guys added like Kibana and Logstash. And so what was, what was the story around that, really? How did that come about and, and what role do they play? Yeah, so Kibana, uh, uh, I'm just trying to remember my, my history. I think Logstash was the first product. So Logstash was... Uh, originally just a, a tool for ingesting specifically logs so hence the name Logstash and it was built by a frustrated system administrator uh, Jordan Cicel, uh and he just wanted a tool that he could do multiple things with you know so he could you know parse different types of logs and, and do regex type uh, translations and enhancements and all sorts of really good stuff but without having to know the, the syntax for regex because it's it's you know it's pretty painful even if you do know it um, and so he started that again as an open source thing and he, he was just like, well, I've got all this data, I can process it, but where do I put it? And then he came across Elasticsearch and it just, it just fit. It was just a natural fit. And so Jordan, um, was, was, we approached him, oh, we, the company approached him and we said, hey, we want to hire you. We want to bring Logstash on as a, a, a fully supported and feature rich uh, application. And so Jordan joins probably... I'm, I'm guessing here, but it's it's a good three years ago, and then when SysData was in Elasticsearch, uh, you know, people started putting more and more in Elasticsearch, and so this guy named Sheed Khan, he said, well, uh, you know, I, I've got data in Elasticsearch, I want to I want to view it because Elasticsearch, but it's all API driven and it's all JSON, but it's hard to analyze JSON text essentially. So he started building this thing called Kibana. And it went through a few iterations, and and we, you know, again we saw adoption go crazy because it's again it just made things even easier to use on top of Elasticsearch, and so we said, hey, Rashid, come and join us, and so that happened as well. So we've ended up with this, you know, this this search engine with this ability to return results within microseconds, and an ingest tool that lets you take data from various different. Sources and and translate that and enhance that and add value to it, and to a, a graphical front end that lets you build out all sorts of amazing visualizations with just a, just literally through your your browser. So it's turned in sort of a pretty amazing. Well, we call it the Elastic Stack now. So yes. it's uh, it's a pretty amazing stack. Yeah, yeah, and I use it myself as well. I mean, it's 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 very good. And uh, I mean, it's uh, I mean, so how do you? I mean, obviously, all this was open source. So, but you're a company now that's got employees and revenue and so on. So, how does that kind of work? How do you, how does the commercial open source kind of model work really for you? Yeah. So uh, we have so we have four core products uh, that are open source. People are starting to refer to this sort of model as actually open core as opposed to open source, which is you know uh, probably a whole other discussion we can have. But so we have Elasticsearch, which is the original uh, product that we had. Then we had uh, Logstash, Kibana, and we also have a family of, of functionality that we've collectively referred to as Beats, and they're just like the shippers for different sorts of information. Yeah. So they're, they're, that's our that's our open source. Uh, platform there not to mention you know that we've got a whole bunch of different integrations like the Hadoop connector and then a whole bunch of other clients and things like that and so on top of that we have the the commercial offerings is primarily what we refer to as XPAC so it is extensions to Elasticsearch and Kibana at this stage uh, and they add in I guess you could call them enterprise features Uh, and and 
additionally to that, we also have hosted Elasticsearch in Kibana. So originally, we started with a, a monitoring plugin that was called Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that was for monitoring your Elasticsearch cluster. So the ability for you to sort of see what's going on, you know, have, have my searches slow, have I seen a big increase in queries, that sort of thing. And then the, we added the a security plugin to that, and that had things like TLS encryption between nodes in the cluster and to the cluster, so you, the request you were making was secured. And then added things like Active Directory and LDAP integration. So, Mark, um, I noticed there's a product on your uh, on the website called Prealert about predictive analytics. You know, what was that about? Then, how did that come about? Yeah, sure. So we we've been adding commercial products into what we've called our X-Pack, which is a collection of functionality. And um, we've sort of been looking at, well, what's next for Elasticsearch and, and what's next for the data that people are holding? And one of the things that we've noticed is that, I mean, data never gets smaller. You know, the big data, people have started talking about data lakes. And it's getting to the point where now people are going, well, it's, it's data oceans and, and I don't know what comes after an ocean because maybe it's an ocean world, something like that. I know but um, we saw the need to automate even further you know so instead of someone sitting there and watching dashboards we need a way for the system to tell us when there's something wrong and learn from da- learn from the data that's coming through so uh, I think it was I think it was the very first Elasticon or the, or the, the, the second Elasticon I'm not really sure on which one but uh, there was a vendor there called Prelert and um, uh, Shai Bannon, our technical founder, and, and he's now our CEO, um, walked over and, and just started up a conversation. And this company had built a, a way to run mathematical models on data to then build thresholds and you know further models of what you're doing to be able to discover when things are anomalous and to build behaviors. So that... And they had an integration into Elasticsearch, which was obviously the key point. And um, so, you know, there's obviously a whole bunch of talks behind closed doors. And so Prelert uh, joined us, I think it was in October or November last year. And um, since then, we've been pretty crazy busy trying to um, rebrand that. So it, it was previously Prelert. It's going to be called Machine Learning. And it's actually going to be integrated into our XPAC functionality. Okay. I mean, you mentioned about uh, Elastic on there and so on. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, Elastic has done very well. And it's very successful and it seems to have kept its kind of like, I suppose, its roots and its credibility and so on. I mean, is the community model you've got, is the way that you work with the community and so on and the, and the, and the open source community, is that kind of key to it, really? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think, um, you know, there's definitely been a change in the market where businesses I mean pretty much it's there's been reports done where it's it's 90 plus percent of businesses use open source and I think it's it's the a successful open source company uh, has to be able to engage the community and their users and make sure that their open source products are compelling enough to use but then also balance and this is the tricky thing balance existing um, and I think, you know, we've definitely, you know, it, it is a tough, a tough road. And um, we were also, we're always constantly adjusting to different bits and pieces uh, and, and the community and the market and all these sorts of things. Um, and even internally. And, but yeah, look, I think ultimately the, the 
community has really driven the growth of Elasticsearch and Mockstash and Kibana and, uh, and the, the functionality that we're constantly putting back into the open source because we don't, we're not, we've basically stated that we will never release something into open source and then pull it back out. So we're not, you know, we don't have enterprise versions where, you know, if the open source has this version and then, oh, well, if you pay us money, you'll get a, a different version with some added features in, on top of Elasticsearch. You know, we will put features into Elasticsearch all, you know, consistently. And then if you want some of those other features, then that's part of the XPAC. But there's a clear delineation. And I think that's also pretty important um, for for us as an organization, but also so, you know, ultimately so that the open source users and our community know where they stand, you know, and that's also. Hmm. So, so tell us about cloud. I mean, if everybody, everybody, everybody coming on to everybody coming on to this at some point always wants to talk about cloud because it's the kind of, it's the interesting thing. And, and, and you guys have done um, Elastic Cloud, um, which I think is, I think it's kind of, a, you know, your stuff on, on AWS and so on there. I mean, tell us about, I mean, to, to what extent you can, you know, what is the strategy around cloud and, and what's the benefit to developers really running it on there? Yeah, sure. So we've seen, uh, you know, historically you would build and manage your own Elasticsearch cluster. And you know, we've, we've seen some, uh, some other entities start up their own Elastic hosted Elasticsearch. And, you know, a push these days like everything's in the cloud and the biggest thing is serverless so you know it's essentially servers services everywhere to, to handle everything and um, and we saw that that was a, a gap in our commercial offering and uh, you know the ability to make sure that you know we can offer a service that, that customers have faith in because you know we're the creators of these products so we we definitely know how to host them and provide these sorts of services and so a couple of years ago, there was a, a bunch of Norwegian, uh, I think there was, I can't remember how many there was, but there was a, a bunch of uh, Norwegians that had this service called Found. And um, it, it, we, we spent a lot of time checking the market and we found them to be up to our own standards. And so they were also brought on uh, into the Elastic team and uh, hence Elastic, Elastic Cloud was formed. And so... Uh, from there, we've, we've obviously rebranded and we've grown the team from a handful to I think there's there's probably 20 or 30 in the team now. It's pretty large, so we're we're investing a lot of time back into our, our that service. And also, interesting, we're actually taking the the underlying mechanisms for managing that cluster and the automation and the deployment models and all the upgrades and even things like snapshots, and we're turning that into a we're calling it Elastic Cloud Enterprise. So the ability to take all that automation, deploy it in your own cloud or in the public cloud in your own VPC or virtual network, and then get the same functionality. So API-driven, web-based, and you don't need to worry about, oh, if this Elasticsearch node has had a problem because the underlying host, you know, the AWS host has gone down, do I need to start up a new one? Elastic Cloud Enterprise and Elastic Cloud handles that. It's all automated, and, and so we're sort of seeing that that the the server or the, the infrastructure as a service or platform as a service really. really so, so where where would somebody? So if somebody hadn't, if there's one person in the world that hadn't heard of Elasticsearch and used it and so on, how, how would somebody get started with the technology? Where would they go to? And where would they, where would they download things from and and so on? Really? Yeah, sure. So the best place to start is is to head to our website, which is just Elastic.co. 
and the joke there is that we couldn't afford elastic the, the M for elastic.com, but it's actually, it's a nice URL. And uh, so you can head to, our documentation is is pretty comprehensive. So we actually have a, if you want to start looking at something for logging using the Elastic Stack, then we have a, a rundown on how to install everything and how to integrate everything. If you're a more of a search focus, then we have a thing called the Elasticsearch Definitive Guide. And that, that basically is from first principles, how to install Elasticsearch, how to put data in there, how to do searching and, and everything in between there. And that's that's a phenomenal piece of resource that people can leverage. And again, it's, it's actually part of our open source offering because it's open source docs. Uh, from there, if you've got questions, we have um, community forums, which is at discuss.elastic.co and the engineers uh, that, that write the products hang out there as well. So you can get answers from the community or also from us. Uh, on top of that, we have training. And so again, we have the engineers that are writing the product that are you know, providing this training. So we, we try to keep as close as possible to our users, yeah, if that's not obvious. And, and so that's worldwide. So there's, there's always training going a lot around uh, somewhere. And, and if you still need help, then you know, we have commercial support where we can, again, we can have our own engineers helping you roll out your platforms and make sure everything's in the best possible. Yeah, fantastic. And I guess I guess the point, the good thing is, it just you know, it's so easy to get started with, really. But then I suppose the fact that you've got people like yourself there as well that can can help with the kind of more complex integrations and so on. I mean, the fact you've got this open source model come linked to the kind of commercial one there, and you guys are doing well. I think that's kind of a great testament to what you're doing, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, it's I don't think we're going anywhere other than you know onwards and upwards. Uh, we're not just going to disappear in a puff of smoke. Um, like some some other products may have in, in the past. So, yeah, definitely. Excellent, excellent. Well, look, Mark, thank you very much for, for doing the call. Anyway, I'm conscious you're, you're, you're working at the moment over in Australia. So, um, but thank you very much for that. And it's been great to have you on. And uh, yeah, cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Mark. It was a great time.